What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Cat Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. Joining me, as always, are Robert D. Felice. Hello, everyone. And Callum Wiggins. Is there a draft in here? Uh, shut the door, Alec. Buy me a pint. Very nice. <laughs> I'm hoping somebody gets it. If anybody doesn't get it, a review to a kill series over there on Fanboys Anonymous. That's uh, you know, the best one. But well, that um, was great. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're doing here is we are talking about the upcoming WWE draft for 2021. It is starting this Friday night, October 1st. We are very opinionated about this draft every single year. And before we get to the point where we can start going, why did they move such and such? And why did they do that? We figured, you know what? Let's do the thing that people always say. They were, oh, you think you could do better? Yeah. (laughs) So that's what we're going to do, kind of. We're going to toss out some ideas of where we think people should go. We've got... As you can see on my screen right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're on like Spotify or something, obviously you can't see it on the screen because it's not how Spotify works. But on YouTube in particular, we're carrying on with the uh, whole idea of doing the spreadsheet kind of idea. Uh, we got everybody listed here. I'm pretty sure I've got everybody listed based off of the page on smartcatmoment.com, which you can see. If you go over to, let's see, smartoutmoment.com, the convenient roster list has everybody included. I'm obviously not including the free agents, but we can talk about them if it ends up coming up of like, hey, where do you think that they might end up going or something? We don't have some people on here like uh, Jennifer Michelle Cantu Iglesias because we she's NXT Performance Center, that kind of deal. I have to move Dante Cheng. I just realized that. Uh, people that are released and whatnot. But we do have the ones that are in these lists here. I've split them up between the men's roster and the women's roster. Technically speaking, these are the ones that we're working with, but this is one we're going to be able to mess around with. And we're going to try to sort out where some people should go before it all happens and, you know, that kind of deal. So by all means, drop your comments below. Tell us your thoughts on where people should be going. Tell us your thoughts on where we're thinking people should be going because maybe we suggest something and you're like, your guys are insane. I think that this is better or, oh, my God, that's such a great idea. I never thought about that. Whatever it might be. So uh, do that, and while you're over there on YouTube and you are leaving your comment, then hit the like button, hit the share button, pass this along, hit the thanks button if you want to get a, a little bit of a tip jar kind of thing towards our way. Join the members-only content over there on YouTube, which is the same thing as to Patreon, patreon.com slash smartoutmoment, where you can get access to the dark casts. You can also do the Pick Your Poison tier, where you can request more things like this, or pretty much anything in general, whether it's an editorial or something on the website, or it's a podcast with any kind of ideas. That's kind of the whole point, is you get to pick. And, you know, make sure that you are subscribed to the channel if you haven't done that already. Ring that little notification bell as well. So... Let's just start diving into this a little bit with some general discussion. Now, before we got started, Rob had mentioned something that I think that a lot of people are kind of sticking to, which is Roman Reigns is going to be the first pick. But if we assume that everything is happening the way that it's happened in the past couple of years, 
it's probably going to operate with the same raw gets three picks for smackdowns two and how they've done this in the past has been raw gets the first pick then it's smackdown raw smackdown raw that's the end of a round and they'll do however many rounds that they want to do on however many of those two nights plus the supplemental material they haven't announced any draft pools at least as far as i'm aware of and they might wait until pretty much the last minute to do that they might not even bother to announce it ahead of time the way that they've been doing things lately but I'm kind of assuming that that's what they're going to do. Do you guys think the same thing? That they're going to do the split draft pool, kind of make sure that you have the uh, some of the big names on Monday night and not just whittle it down from the very start kind of thing? Yeah, I think that makes the most sense as far as like, hey, tune in to Monday because maybe Roman Reigns won't be eligible until Monday kind of thing. Yeah, I don't see them doing anything uh, different to deviate from that approach. Things like the most... Um the best way of making sure both nights get at least some star names being drafted over. And you guys think it's going to be the same thing of like five picks, three raw, two SmackDown? Yeah, I think it will be. I think it's it's a stupid way of approaching it. Realistically, it should be back and forth. And then at some point, raw gets three picks to SmackDowns too. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it straight away because that's, the way they always did it in the past was always so backwards to me of the fact that you'd go three picks to Raw initially and then two to SmackDown, and then at some point it would just start alternating. Like Raw would get a pick, SmackDown would get a pick, and then it would just go back and forth constantly. But realistically, you want to have that the other way around because that means that both sides get an equal fair amount of the, the really top, top names. And then further on, you say, okay, Raw needs to be bigger because he's got an extra hour. Now we start adding the the bulk to the roster of the people lower down the card. There is a chance that they switch it up a little bit just for the sake of switching it up. And maybe they do something like SmackDown gets the first pick, then Raw gets two, then SmackDown gets one, Raw gets two, or something. And then that's six per round instead. But who says that they need to have five? You know, I mean, they can kind of play around with it like that and generally speaking if roman reigns is the first pick and if it ends up being raw then that pretty much means that roman reigns goes to raw but i don't think that that's going to happen i think he's going to stay on smackdown well, we lose you there for a second <laughs> no, no, i'm just i'm just wondering why we'd say why you'd say that well, I figure Fox probably is saying, look, you're not giving us much here, and we really need you to just like keep that guy on here. Plus, the championship belt is blue, and we've seen in the past that they could just swap that, of course, but it is they literally a have They literally have the red one right there. Right, but that's not, uh, that's not something that couldn't potentially be into the mix with that. I mean, if I was a crazy conspiracy theorist, I'd say, you know, the blue belt was initiated by Bray Wyatt and we want to just get rid of him altogether. So fuck the blue belt. You know, like. <laughs> well, well, it's it's kind of the the issue is that certain picks have to dictate other picks as well. Right. So, I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd say Roman staying on SmackDown. I'd say probably the whole bloodline to just stay on SmackDown. 
And that too, I mean, the Usos are the SmackDown tag team champions. And even though we've done in the past where it's been like, okay, well, they could just swap the titles. I don't think that we're going to get that scenario this year. But I feel like like it would be incredibly weird, though, if you do go into the... And they do it the way they have been doing it before, which means the Raw gets the first picked and they don't pick Roman Reigns. Yeah. We pick Big E. It's just like, well, you wouldn't, would you? (laughs) It's just... Like, you would pick the guy that Roman Reigns just beat in two matches on the same night? Like, that's where... That does get into those weird things, though. Like, if I'm USA and I'm in canon saying, well, USA is picking these rosters, my first thing is Roman Reigns needs to be on my show. Right. It has to be. But... And this is uh, something that's spoiling, well, depending on when you're listening to this, I don't know when the article ended up being posted. I think it'll end up being posted tomorrow. Um, I, when I, I wrote up a thing for Bleach Report that's actually trying to do something that we're not doing here, which is to try to figure out who the top 30 picks would be if it was a regular draft and not split in the draft pools kind of thing. And the way that I was thinking about this was I, I approached it the same Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw kind of approach. I figured they've got an opportunity to do two other picks over Roman that realistically everybody's going to go. Roman should be the first pick, but the two other picks are justifiable. One of them being, which I think that they're going to go with. I think that they would end up going Charlotte Flair because then they could always give her the accolade of, well, she was the first overall pick in the draft. And you know that they love to give Charlotte every possible accolade that they possibly can. She has a Raw Women's Champion. She is supposed to be essentially on par with Roman because she is the Women's Champion. It's just a separate division. You are correct. And I think that would be the most logical way of doing things because I think we're all in agreement. Roman Reigns should probably stay on SmackDown. The but other one being, though, they could draft the New Day. Were they intentionally drafted separately last year? Like, how did that, that was, work? Where, yeah, that well, was they ne- in, intentionally they broken ex- apart. They never explained the reason why they, for some reason, decided we're only taking two members of this group rather than all three. Yeah. I mean, technically speaking, the reason is they can. But it's a mm. stupid explanation because it's really oh, yeah. uh, why would oh. you ever not draft the full team kind of deal? Like why would you go like ah, I think I'm gonna get uh I'm gonna get Jimmy Uso, fuck Jay like that guy. no you'd get the Usos you know that kind of deal so but they did it because they wanted to split up Biggie they thought that maybe they would want to separate him creatively and now that they're back and they're back together they're back currently on the same brand. It could be a really good thing to be able to be like, all right, the first overall draft pick is the New Day. And it's, you know, a little uh, tip of the hat to like, hey, Big E is supposed to be on the same level as Roman Reigns. And you get the the other two members of the New Day. Like, that would be a hell of a, an opposite pick if it wasn't for the Roman Reigns or Charlotte Flair thing, you know? And the only other person I would think of is Brock Lesnar. Because Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar, and if you can draft Brock Lesnar, why wouldn't you? I mean, he's a top star in any book. And that would also clarify, all right, 
Whatever happens between Roman and Brock, it's one and done. I don't think that Brock is going to end up getting drafted. Uh, as you can see here on this list for anybody who's watching the video thing, I don't even have Brock listed. Now, I guess technically we probably should have like Brock Lesnar, Edge. Uh, really, that's it because, you know, over on here, like we're not going to do, they're not going to do anything with authority figures. They're not going to uh, to draft managers, that kind of deal. I don't think that Goldberg is going to get drafted. I don't think that John Cena or Kane or whatever. They're just, they pop up every once in a while. Maybe I should put uh, David so, Boy Smith. Well, I would, I do think Harry Smith should be an, uh, drafted because he's been there. We know he's there. This would be the time to get him involved. But I'm going to go ahead and say Brock and Edge right now are in a different category than a John Cena or a Goldberg. Brock I think that they are, is, but I still don't think that they're actively going to be told what roster to go to you know i think edge will be hmm. i think no matter what i think edge will be told what roster to go to so i guess i, I don't even know exactly where to start because we started with the roman reigns discussion but um and again we're not going to do like draft one is this and then one two is that whatever we're not going to bounce around like that but um who do you guys think is kind of Let's do it this way. Um, I will separate these and we can kind of play around with the idea of who's going to be safe where they are, who's going to potentially move. It's not necessarily in this order, but just to kind of, I think for instance, the new day is going to stay on raw. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I'd imagine so. I would say so unless they just decide Raw needs it more. Give Roman to Raw and give the New Day SmackDown. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna work under this assumption that we're gonna get where's Kofi? Kofi, Big E, and throughout this, remember everybody, this is not gonna be like you know exactly in order that kind of thing or order of importance or something like that. I'm still assuming the Roman Reigns and the Usos are going to be over there and it's going to play into the whole survivor series thing and all that too. Um, I think we can kind of assume that over on the women's side of things that we're going to get move them over here. Becky Lynch is going to stay on SmackDown and Charlotte Flair is going to stay on raw. Right. Most likely. Yeah. Like the likelihood that they're going to swap titles is very, very low. Yeah, there, there would be no reason to. In this case, the women's division, while is in need of a massive shakeup, the champions is not where that shakeup is needed. I guess just because of the fact that it's there's less people, maybe we should start digging a little deeper into the women's division. Um, any picks you guys think should go somewhere or uh, will go somewhere or anything like that? Sasha Banks to Raw. I think they're going to announce at some point in the next 48 hours that they will be doing a triple threat match on SmackDown between Banks, Belair, and Becky. And then my gut says Sasha to Raw, but definitely one of the challengers to Monday Night Raw. What do you think about that scenario, Callum? I don't have any particular strong feelings towards one way or the other. 
See, here's what I was thinking. I would move Bianca to Raw. I would move Nikki and Rhea to SmackDown. With the idea being, Bianca, if she doesn't beat Becky, where does she go? But down the line, she can be built up and she can fight Flair. Rhea and Nikki have fought Flair way too many times. They're the tag team champions and they can move around, but if they stay on Raw, then when they lose those tag titles, they're part of the Raw roster still. But if they move over to SmackDown, they can still be over on Raw for whatever purpose they need to do as far as tag team champions go. But then you can get Nikki versus Becky as some you know easy kind of feud to like feed Becky. And you can get Rhea as somebody who could potentially even fight Becky at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's probably the right choice to move on to SmackDown. I mean, realistically, because they're tag champions right now, it doesn't matter, at least in the immediacy, they'll be, still be appearing on both brands. Uh-huh. But it does mean that once they do lose the tag titles, they'll be on SmackDown. I think that... Um, I, th- I think that the... Um, the ship has sailed a little bit on... I, I say ship has sailed, but I don't think Rhea's going to be positioned in a main event slot by next year's WrestleMania. I feel, she's, I feel she's fallen down the pecking order enough that they'll go with someone else to fight Becky. In, in that. Well, if Becky does hold the title up until WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree with Callum. I believe that Rhea Ripley has fallen down the pecking order, and this isn't like just a few months ago when I was suggesting that they'll probably put Rhea and Bianca on the same brand as like your pre-WrestleMania Women's Championship feud, it definitely seems like they have moved on. And I'm going to guess that they both stay on Raw because they have a weird tendency to do that with the Women's Tag Team Champions, even if perhaps SmackDown is where they should be. So then, since we're we're doing a little bit of predictions as well as what would we do... If we're doing this uh, with the approach of what would we do? Would you guys sign off on these moves? I mean, with the caveat of I really don't care. And yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, 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 I can't help it. I just don't have any real like, <laughs> su- I'm not super excited about whoever moves anywhere. It's like, okay. Cool. Is that is that to say that like that is your feeling? It's gonna overall? be for the entire. It's gonna be for the entire thing, yeah, pretty okay. much. Like, yeah, like basically, Tony's gonna probably say and go, "Yeah, sure," and then just like because <laughs> there's nothing I care about that much to like to make me feel like, oh, this person should definitely be on this brand. Um, I so my issue with that particular move is I don't think Bianca should go back to Raw. Because Bianca was floundering on Raw, and they really only just started to get her going on SmackDown. I think she should stay on SmackDown at least another year. And while, again, I personally think Nikki's character works better on SmackDown, and Rhea probably just needs uh, fresh Change of scenery, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't see it going that way, but I would sign off on those changes as far as like what I would do. Like that works for me. Yeah. 
So keeping that in mind of like, what would we do sort of things? Is there anybody from NXT UK that you think you'd move? I don't think so anyone I, from NXT UK will move. I don't, yeah, like, I, prediction wise, I don't think so. But even moving them like fantasy booking, I wouldn't move anybody either. Fantasy booking, I'd move Mako Satomura to a main roster show and let her have a great match with Charlotte Flair. Yeah, but then you're getting rid of the NXT UK Women's Champion. You know what I mean? Well, I, you asked me fantasy booking, and I yeah. gave, well, I mean, gave like, you an answer. I mean, given the uh, constraints of, you know, you're told that you have a little bit of creative control, but it's right now on the 29th of September. Yeah, tomorrow's episode's already filmed. So that kind of thing. Realistically, the only female on this roster that is remotely television ready might be Blair Davenport. And I think she just got there. So there's no reason for her to move yet. So then let's keep them there. And let's let's talk about potential moves from NXT. Because some people should be called up. Well, that's the most interesting thing about this entire draft for the women's side of things at the very least, is that the most, the most interesting thing is the fact that there are many, well, there's been not many, but like a few women from who's on the main roster right now who won't be either drafted or is expected right. to come back for a long time because that's Lacey like, Evans, obviously. Yeah, Lacey's over there. Nia uh, Jax is now out injured. Nia Jax is injured, so she might not. Asuka's currently injured, so... Yeah. That's the case, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey's injured. Alexa Bliss has been said that she might be out for months now. Yeah. um, We haven't heard anything from the whole reckoning medium scenario. Sonya feels technically not wrestling right now. Yeah, so let's move them out of the mix there. We haven't seen Dana Brooke in a while, but they haven't said that she's like incapable of wrestling. There was that rumor going around that she was pregnant, but then she's posted stuff since then that seems like that's just total bs yeah so so that's a big chunk of the women's roster that either won't get drafted or if they do get drafted won't be seen for a while yeah like we could assume at the very least most likely these three up here uh that those three won't be drafted you know especially these two they're you know history has shown with the the draft pools and stuff they will not put lacey evans in there and then just have her not do anything. Sonya's an authority figure, whatever. Bailey, we don't know her timetable of coming back, but I know it's not now, at the very least. Uh, it seemed like it was like, well, it's going to be post-WrestleMania. So more than likely, they're not going to address Bailey. These three, kind of up in the air. I mean, I mean, the fundamental thing about that would be, even if they are drafted, that doesn't mean that's going to be the show they end up on. Yeah, they could always just renege on it. They've done that in yeah. the past, too. So, but that that means that with these people unlikely to feature on the on WWE TV for a, a while at the very least, that means that you do need to start filling up the ranks with people from NXT because that leaves all the people that are on the left, most of them right now that are on SmackDown. And yes, that's about a dozen or so names on top of the five that we've gotten drafted. You you need more than that. So then looking at the NXT roster, there are some people that I think realistically prediction wise and just logic, we wouldn't move to Raw or SmackDown. And I think that a lot of these we can pretty much all agree on. For instance, Cora Jade 
is literally just getting started on NXT, and she just did a promo thing about how she's like, okay, well, I'm just getting started on NXT. Like, so Cora Jade stay out on NXT, right? That kind of deal. B Fab and Hit Row, Electra Lopez. No, no, B Fab and Hit Row go out. Yeah, you guys are thinking that that you would move well, them. Well, every, everyone's saying that they're going. Well, there so, there seems yeah. to be many credible sources that report BFAB and Hit Row are being seriously considered to go up. You know what? I will move that back over. Um, because we'll we'll get that into the discussion a little bit. Then, what about Electra Lopez and Legado del Fantasma? Realistically, they're the ones that should, but they'll probably be the ones that end up staying. Yeah, I would keep her at the very least still in there. I mean. The rest of the members of Legato are more than capable of coming up. She is way too green. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's a majority. So Amari Melo is going to be still going to be in the next. Two. She's going to still be in there. I think Aaliyah is uh, definitely moving up, but we'll talk oh, about her in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Zeta Ramirez is definite to stay. Yeah. Valentina Feroz is definitely staying. Well, but it's all about they they can't they realistically can't draw for Raquel Gonzalez or. Io Shirai or Zoe Stark. Yeah, Correct. those those three I thought were all in the ranks of well, any of them could potentially go up, but I thought at the very least Io would, maybe Raquel, and that Stark would stay. I thought Raquel was the most likely with because she's got such a <clears throat> presence that it's like put her on the main roster. Um they've decided that Mandy Rose, you know, who's been featured heavily on WrestleMania is an NXT superstar now and likely the next champion. So yeah, toxic yep. attraction is staying. They gotta stay. Yeah. They that, they that put was... too much into the idea of the three of them being together that they gotta stay. Yeah. These oh, two was... though, if we go back to yesterday before the title matches happen, I would have moved Io Shirai over to Raw. Now now you can't. So if you know WWE were to call me up today and be like, "Hey, look, okay, we're giving you some creative control," I'd be like, "You just missed the opportunity to have Io Shirai come up. I I can't draft her, and not just like, oh, well, then she gives up the championship. No, I wouldn't do that. I hate that kind of thing. So I'd be like, let's hold off on Io Shirai. She could just be called up at another time. It doesn't have to be at the draft. I would I would keep Io Shirai where she is. Well." Yeah, we're keeping both of them where they are because they, even in, even in a fantasy booking scenario, like they're they're the NXT Women's Champions. Yeah, you can't you can't call them up. Same with Raquel. I don't think that I probably would have called up Raquel necessarily, but she would have been at least in the running to be called up because she is somebody that they're a big fan of, and she's already at that level where it's like, what else is she gonna do? Kind of deal. Anytime somebody reaches that, I'm always like, all right, well then we can consider bringing them up. Now, I don't like it when people are just kind of hovering around doing nothing. Now, I'm noticing that you guys have Asuka over on the like injured reserve side. She's going to SmackDown. I think she needs to go to SmackDown for sure. She's I would sign off SmackDown. 100% for that. Yeah. She needs. She hasn't been on TV. It's a great chance to just go, hey, when Asuka comes back, she's on SmackDown now. That's yeah, good. and she's got a feud with Becky Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, we, say, we didn't say that like two years ago. No, we did. We did. That's the, lo- that's the last thing that Becky Lynch realistically did before she left. That's uh, again. Right. That's why I don't care about any of this shit because I've seen all these people fight each other beforehand. What's the fucking point of them leaving brands? <laughs> Mostly I mean, because I think that Oscar and Becky is fresher than Oscar and Charlotte again. Of 
course it is. Yeah, so it's like, like she's got last move. year's one, and then we're going back two years ago yeah. instead. <laughs> two years ago, what? WWE doesn't like making new stars. Yeah. Now, granted, while I agree with what Callum is saying, and you guys already know my take on these things is, you know, the, this brand split isn't strong. Mm-hmm. They would be better served to merge, and they're not going to do that. So I would say, yeah, ask the SmackDown. Yeah, I don't care if they, I don't care if they merge either because then they're still going to put the same people in the same matches against each other anyway. So well, that's exactly why I think they should because right now you've got you basically, know, basically my approach is the um, you know, they should go out of business. It's there. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they're going to sign off on that. No, <laughs> you know, but I, I agree with with Callum's emotions. So there's a, a couple other people that I think yeah. we should kind of like. Ivy Nile staying. Indy Hartwell's not going. Lash Legend is staying. Indy yeah. Hartwell's most likely staying. Uh, Jesse Kamea is going to stay. Casey and Caden. Yeah, they'll both stay. Well, oh, the, why? Re, yeah, well, I mean, realistically, it doesn't matter. But like, I don't, I don't see them being like people that will just get called up. If we've got like a quota on call ups, I'm going to say they go to Raw. I would keep them here. I've got a, Katrina staying too. Um, yeah. I would keep Casey and Caden because I think that if they go over to Raw or SmackDown, they're immediately just going to be the jobbers. And while that's okay, you know, not everybody's going to be the champion kind of deal. I'd rather them at least be bigger deals in the tag team division in NXT. Personally, I'd keep them there. I'd keep Kaylee Ray there. May Young stays. May Young is definitely going to stay. Persia is going to stay. Saray is going to stay. But Scarlet absolutely has to go where Karrion Cross is. And Why? Or she gets released. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it's like they haven't done it yet. Why, why would they do it now? I, I don't see it happening. If Assuming that they keep her, she has to go with him, right? Well, assuming that they keep her, yes. She has yeah. to be on Monday Night Raw with Karrion Cross. I'm assuming he stays on Raw, so I'm going to move her over there. Um, and then we've got these people to work with. Aaliyah... She has to Aaliyah's move up. going. She has to go somewhere. Yeah. She won on main event. They had her do a bunch of dark matches. She has to go. She's been in NXT for like 108 years. So it's like, she looks good for 109. You know? I mean, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, true. But uh, Aaliyah is somebody that no matter where you put her, Raw or SmackDown, as long as you put her somewhere, that's my fantasy draft thing. It's like, you just have to move her up. Do you want my honest prediction? She goes wherever Liv Morgan goes, and they both kind of flounder until they get put in a tag team <laughs> because, hey, we're both kind of floundering. That is not a knock on Morgan. That is to say that I just don't see anything changing within the structure of this company. I don't think that Aaliyah is going to make the biggest splash wherever she goes. Kind of like... um. You know, we've had in the past, like, Alexa Bliss goes up to uh, SmackDown the first time around. And within, like, two months or whatever it seemed, she wins the championship. And it's like, whoa, she couldn't even win the NXT Women's Championship. And now she wins the SmackDown one. Well, can I offer a rebuttal on that? Maybe that's exactly why she will end up winning championships. Because it's, hey, she doesn't have the NXT stick. Because if you look at Bliss and Carmella... They both were two women in NXT that weren't cracking the upper echelon. And then they went up to the main roster and became staples. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah has that chance. So 
where do you you guys think you would rather put her between those I'd two? I'd put her on SmackDown. I'd lean more towards Raw. SmackDown needs women. Like they need. Assuming the rosters stayed exactly the same, SmackDown's the one that needs the women. I mean, if everything stayed the same, it, yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose of the draft. I've got like three times the women that Raw have. Do they really? Look at look at all the people that are listed there in blue, Rob. Yeah, I get. It. And then I mean, if fair. we if we were moving these ones over, you got to start moving some SmackDown people over and everything too. I'd move Aaliyah to Raw. That's where I would put her. I think that you've got more time. Realistically speaking, Raw should have more women than SmackDown anyway, just because they have that extra hour. Raw's the one that gets main event, right? Yeah. So okay, Aaliyah, Aaliyah to Raw. Then. Aaliyah to Raw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Frankie Monet, what do you think? I'd she, keep her in NXT right now just because of the, the way that they've got her going, but I really think she probably shouldn't have gone to NXT to begin with. She probably just should have gone up to the main roster. They're dropping the ball, and I would I would honestly say put her on the main roster because she's ready, but I don't know if I feel confident enough in saying that that's what they will do. Mm. I don't know. I'd say if she was going up to the main roster, she'd go with wherever John Morrison lands. Right. Yeah, because they like to fair. keep uh, couples together. Yeah, but fair. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah, she's she's ready, but like, I just don't see them calling that being one of the ones they prioritize calling up. So I think she'll stay in NXT. Any thoughts on Ember? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Ember Moon thing. So the last time we saw her, if I'm remembering correctly, was her saying, yeah, I lost again, but now I know what to do to not lose. And then she went to 205 Live and beat Gorgid. So then it's like... I hate to say it. I mean, realistically, if I were WWE, I probably would have released her because... They're clearly not pushing her. They're not doing anything with her. If they're not invested with her, they might as well. But if you're going to keep her, I'd keep her in NXT. I'd put her on one of the main roster shows because she, like, even though, yes, that's what they're doing with Mandy and stuff like that. My philosophy is if you've been in multiple Royal Rumbles and a Money in the Bank ladder match, you should be on one of the main shows because you could be ready at a moment's notice to do something. Callum, you're a difference maker here. Does she move up to Raw or SmackDown? Does she stay in NXT that, Fantasy? That's exactly what Callum wanted to hear during this. Right. <laughs> Hang on, let me check. Let me check quick. Yep, still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll, let, I'll go with you and say she stays in NXT. At least for star power kind of deal. Uh, Candice, we can assume she's probably going to stay or that we just don't know. Zaylee, I think she's moving up. Dakota, I think that she should move up to. Zaylee's done dark matches, so she's moving up, and Dakota should. But I see Dakota being in Tony Storm territory, where they call her up to a SmackDown, and then, hey, Dakota's here. I'm not doing much with her. Yeah, I can kind of see that being the case too. I would move her to SmackDown though. I like, I, SmackDown. I'd go SmackDown, and then I'd go Zaylee on Raw. I agree with that. Yeah, fair enough. All right, now B-Fab and Hit Row. Yeah, I, I believe Hit Row is going up, and I think they're going raw. 
Raw seems the most likely destination just because there's more time. And they usually do more of like these vignette style things. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to be moving. And if they did, I'd move them on Raw, but I personally wouldn't move them either. I don't know. They're like at least two of them, if not three of them, are not ready to yeah. go up to the main roster. But they're like, they're seen as this really big deal in NXT. There's so, only one that's ready for television, but yeah, you know. but but they're seen as like they're seen as like this big deal, and then it's maybe they'll act. just yeah, maybe they'll just do something where it's like like uh, Swerve is the only one that really does anything in the ring, and the other three are just there as kind of supporting cast. Yeah, that would be a good way to move them. But I feel I feel like they that they'll try and for once try and strike while the iron is hot and bring them up straight away. So yeah, I think BFAB is going to go. BFAB along with the rest of um, uh, Hit Row are going to go to Raw. I would sign off on that. So prediction wise, you both are thinking they're going to Raw. I'm staying yeah. with NXT. If we're moving this around as far as our our fantasy draft stuff, what would you guys do? I'd still keep BFAB and NXT. I well, I'd probably keep them because they're. Well, Shane Swerve Strickland, or what is his name? Isaiah Scott has <laughs> all over the place. The, the he has the North American Championship, does he not? Right. And the rest of them aren't ready, so realistically, yeah, I'd keep them. Two votes for keeping. Um, let's sort this range again. What would you do with some of these people here? I had suggested. I think that Shotzi and Knox should split. It sounds kind of stupid, but I think that Shotzi should go to Raw. Knox should go to SmackDown or stay on SmackDown. And not only should they have Dakota on SmackDown and Knox and potentially team them back up if they don't go with the feuding option. I think Shotzi works better on Raw. And if they already had this tag team go nowhere, it's not a good sign for the future. They're clearly not invested in them. So no, but like, give look, Shotzi not... the uh, the tank, move her to Raw, use that as an excuse to not do anything if you're not going to do anything. No, I <laughs> no, that is absolutely that's unacceptable. Like that that mindset is dangerous, and I I just think if you're going to do this, keep them as a team, keep them on SmackDown because I think that they're they're more fun. I see SmackDown as more of a fun show and they're they're a good pairing just leave them as is so we gotta either stay here or move there Callum decision making I know you don't care but still how about Callum would you split them not at this point no yeah okay thank you I mean mean, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna go with the even semblance of the fact that you have a women's tag team division and then splitting them up just seems ridiculous so yeah I mean to be fair I don't think that they really should have this division working the way that it is anyway but still I would tell you one thing, just finding a little bit of like care in my sister. Um, just just try and dig it little bits and pieces out. Is that we should use the draft to split up Dewdrop and Eva Marie on separate brands? Absolutely. I think that that should be the case, but I don't think prediction wise, I don't think it's happening. And I think I would I would keep Eva Marie on Raw, just because. If she's on SmackDown and they want to dedicate time to her, she's going to cut into... There's only two hours. 
I'd, I'd rather her just be on that brand. Alternatively, then... I'd pair her with Carmella. Well, yeah, that's what I was actually thinking as well. Is like have her with Carmella, but that I mean you could move Carmella to Raw. I think that they should because uh, Corey, Graves. Corey Graves is on there, mm-hmm. so I'm yeah. totally cool with moving Carmella over to Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, then we, and, and that means you drop on SmackDown. Yeah, do drop. Do drop on SmackDown. Sounds like a plan. Um, Mia Yim over to Raw, keeping Keith Lee on there. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah to anywhere, please put it, put her back on TV. Like, and let's yeah. just change that name from Reckoning because that was yeah. stupid as all hell. I think I think Shyness should stay on Raw. Uh, real quick about Mia Yim, I think one of the main reasons why they should keep her on Raw, I think she should be babyface, and I think that she should have a feud with Flair. So, uh, you're saying Shayna stay on Raw? Yeah, I think so because if if Nigel's going to go away for a little while, there's no like super urgency to go into it and i know obviously both both brands have heel champions right now but that means that if you if we go with the line set of moving bianca over onto raw Shayna could be someone that's worth feuding with until yep. she gets to charlotte so i'm totally cool with that and you can do mia yim and Shayna. and eventually mm-hmm. if you want to turn Shayna babyface like that she's you know getting over with beating the shit out of these people because so far she's beaten up two heels Maybe they want to go in that direction. Shayna and uh, Charlotte. Cool that. Uh, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. You could get Zyli, uh fighting Shayna, like that kind of deal. And also count, some match count in the win- it. it was some match, in, yeah, it was some match when they were both. One of them was women's tag team champion. Just I'll go <laughs> okay, just randomly throw this match together. This Awful. match that we could have saved for not necessarily pay per view, but like we could do like a, a big women's championship match and end a brawl. So. so where are we putting these? these folks uh naomi staying on uh smackdown forgot about that because uh jimmy and jay uso and roman reigns and whatnot and the naomi, feud with... they have an actual interesting chance to just leave her out of the draft and then just like <laughs> let's go undrafted that could be a good storyline yeah yeah that'd be a great storyline and that's at least an opportunity but i think realistically she should stay wherever uh jimmy uso is so smackdown yeah so as i move natalia and tamina over to raw because if SmackDown have like two tag teams already, Raw needs at least one that, that's already established. Are they officially SmackDown? Yeah, they yeah. are SmackDown. Okay, weird. Um, um, yeah. Let's potentially move them over here. So Liv Morgan. Here's the thing with Liv Morgan and Tony Storm. Uh, both of them could eventually be built up to face either one of these two champions. And I think that, that would make sense. I don't think either of them are going to beat those two champions. I would love to see Tony Storm in a position where she could, but I don't know. Based off of this roster, if this is what we're working with, I think I would keep. Uh, I think I I think I'd li- keep Live on SmackDown and move Tony to Raw. Because you got Shotzi, you got Knox, you got Dewdrop. You got Asuka, Rhea, and that's enough baby faces. You don't need another the one. Only thing but you do need some baby with, faces on here. The only thing they're doing with Tony is she's into Rick Boogs. Assuming that they don't want to move the IC and US championships, Tony should stay on SmackDown. Liv Morgan, however, should go to Raw, should feud with Charlotte Flair because they can always just go, hey, remember that thing from three years ago? Like we'll, we'll do time. that now. We're we're like wasn't Charlotte the one that made 
live. Oh, then she did the whole like, yeah, I'm gonna leave, and you know, then try to and find myself came, six times. And then she came back as you know Lana's lover and all that. Yeah. So I mean, I'd be cool mm-hmm. if uh, Liv Morgan going over to Raw and Tony on stand on SmackDown. What do you think? Yeah, definitely, definitely the splitting these two up though. <laughs> yeah, the care's gone again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recover it at this point. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I don't think that they have too much. Um, well, Tony Storm's a better wrestler out of the two of them, but outside of that, they don't really have any demonstrable differences in their eyes. So I feel like, I mean, keep Tony on SmackDown because I'm more interested in seeing Tony against Becky than Tony against Charlotte. You cool with that, Rob? Yeah. All right. There you go. We got uh, three people left on this to figure out and potentially Jackson uh, Bliss. Um, Dana can pretty much go anywhere. She just, honestly, they're just going to use her as filler. So, on rule, but my event is. So just keep yeah, on rule. I agree with that. Yeah, Raw needs more people in the grand scheme of things. And then Zelina and Sasha. Um, so I. We're not going to draft Bailey, but I think that Bailey should go to Raw eventually, and I think that she should turn babyface and she should feud with uh, Flair. It could work with her against Becky, but I think that her against Flair is a better idea. And I think that you should split up Bailey and Sasha. I, I agree. That's why I said at the very onset of this, Sasha banks to Raw and keeping Bailey on SmackDown essentially. Yeah. I- I don't think you can put Sasha on the same brand as Bianca now. I think you need to split them up too. I think you need to have Sasha on SmackDown. And if you want to turn her and she could fight Becky, you're cool with that. You could do Sasha against Tony, Sasha against Rhea, you know. Fair enough. I did say that, well, one of the two challengers would move. So if it's going to be Bianca that moves, Sasha should stay. Yeah. But I, I also think that she eventually needs to be separated from Bailey because that's just the one move they haven't done yet. So I'm just going to tentatively move forever because whatever. And then uh, Zelina. Goes to wherever Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo are to manage them. That'd be so good. That's all I care about as far as Zelina Vega is concerned. We are missing heels here. I think just as a balancing act, you put Zelina Vega on SmackDown. Yeah, I think you, you need to do that. And potentially, I think maybe even Nia Jax over to SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. Well, I think, I think they, I think like I, I mean, if you would draft Alexa Bliss, I'd put Alexa Bliss on SmackDown as well. I think I'd, I'd be up for that too. And then look at that. I mean, we kind of balanced it out. <laughs> then you've got these two options, which of course Lacey's and not going just, back anytime soon, and Sonya yeah. is, she's essentially on SmackDown, which. Kind of throws everything off a little bit, but not too much because she really doesn't count right now because she's an authority figure. So at least uh, this would be how we would do if we were kind of consolidating things. This is how we would be booking things for that. And we would keep these women there and Lacey Evans is off on the side. The men, some of this we have to speed round through because we're not going to take this forever. Um, I don't think that we're, as far as prediction goes, not a single person is moving over from NXT UK. It's, what, it's highly, highly unlikely. So yeah. Highly unlikely. Now, fantasy booking. I would be open to the idea of moving somebody just for the sake of it, but I can't think of anybody that would really make enough sense that I could justify it. So I would Nathan keep Frazier. them all the same. 
It's just yeah, move them over. Move um, well, move well, well, because well, Walter's the only one that makes sense. But yeah, Walter, but Walter doesn't want to come over yeah. to live in the US. So like, if he, he doesn't want to, and if he's a part of NXT UK, and if they realistically would probably only put him on the USA NXT, you might as well keep him on NXT UK. Well, but then no, then like, just, what does he do? Shows he up just, every one couple of months, basically, and just kind of does that. Like, I'd love yeah, to you, see if I could like just move him. I'd love to move Walter over to like SmackDown or something, but he's realistically not going to do it. I don't know. The last time he wrestled, it was in the States. Yeah, it was a one-off, though. He, he, he doesn't want to live in the U.S., so... Oh. Yeah. Hard uh, to argue. So, then as far as these people go, um, would you switch Damian Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura, or would you keep them the way that they are? I think keep them the same way. I think they're both doing perfectly fine where they are, so... I don't think it matters. I, like... I'd like to see the IC title back on Raw just because I am like it's a weird thing with me where like I like the WWE champion and the IC champion on the same show because those mm-hmm. are the traditional brands. Yeah, if I could like kind of manipulate the reality of the situation and make it that the mean priest won the Intercontinental title, I'd re- I'd like that better. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think you keep it the way that it is right now. I know you keep Rick Boogs with Shinsuke Nakamura, of course. Hmm. Um not that we need to move them immediately, but we've got uh, the Hurt Business is back together. So mm-hmm. that, I'm going to just lump them together before I forget about it. Uh, Angel Garza is with Carrillo. Grand Metalik. I was going to just move he's him leaving. separately. He's leaving the company, he's... so he's out of there. Uh, Lindsay Dorado, he, he can move around where wherever you need to move him. Um, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, we're keeping them together, right? I would. We got Eric and Ivar. We're going to keep them together. There's no fucking way you're splitting those guys up. What would be the point? Moving the SmackDown, though, because they haven't done it. They haven't I done it absolutely sign off on that because you can have them feud with the Usos. They haven't done it yet. So definitely uh, support on that. We're not splitting up uh, RK Bro, right? None. No. And I think that they should stay on Raw. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I don't see any need to move them over, especially because they are the Raw Tag Champions. If you're keeping the, Jimmy and Jay Uso, you're not going to... The thing that's about it that sucks is I wish they could move over to SmackDown. Because I think that you could get Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns Roman for Reigns, one-off. Yes. And you could get Riddle versus Roman Reigns eventually. But they are the Raw Tag Team Champions. They pretty much have to stay, stay where they are. If I think, they move them, it's because they want to do Randy and Roman. Yeah. So I think that this group here is all going to stay on Raw because they were just yeah, doing the 24-7 yeah, thing. Yeah, the 24 gigs can stay there. I personally, if I could fantasy draft, I'd move Gulak over to SmackDown. What about you guys? I'd move over to AEW if I'm fantasy drafting, but that's another story. Yeah, Actually, you know what? I, I would potentially move him over to NXT and make him like a uh, bigger deal in NXT. Maybe like a, a, a Cruiserweight competitor for Strong. Hmm. You can move uh, Drake Maverick over though. I, there you go. Yeah, he's he's definitely going on Raw. Um, where are we going to settle on Gulak? Gulak yeah, is I'll fucking underrated as all hell. I mean, well, wait, he's one of the goons. Yeah, you can't move. Well, I mean, if we're doing the fantasy draft kind of thing. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I guess so. But it's just case of like realistically, 
it doesn't it doesn't affect me wherever he goes because he's not going to get used. So, and realistically, even though I like Drew Gulak, I probably wouldn't emphasize using him particularly heavily anyway. Probably just keep him going. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just I I I don't think he's a game changer for the company either way. So yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep him on there then. Um, where, do, where do you guys see Slapjack going? Hold uh He's played some knifey spoony before, huh? <laughs> so, fantasy booking wise, I'd probably just toss him back on NXT. Yeah, probably. But Which uh, let me move to, the NXT people fit, around here. Seems to fit more in the, the uh, modern NXT, the, to- yeah. the Tony, the, the Tony D'Angelo's of this world. So let's let's move him there and just yeah. be like, look, it, realistically, I mean, he's talented, Shane Thorne, <laughs> but. If he stays on SmackDown, you're jobbing on SmackDown. You might job yeah. on NXT, but maybe then you're a big fish in a small pond. You never really know. Oh. You know, at the same time, like Kangaroo Jack could be a a good twenty four seven goon. You know, on the, on the on the same token, just uh just move Drew Gulak over into NXT. So he, he might he might as well have him have good matches while he's there, rather than right. chase around a twenty four seven And he, I think that he's at a point in his career where should leave. <laughs> I mean, I I'm a big, big, big fan of Drew Gulak. I think that they've been sleeping on him a lot. I, I slept on him originally. I thought that he was like one of these why is he even in the Cruiserweight Classic things, and then eventually he was like, my God, this guy's fucking amazing. And I would love to see him get pushed to like the Intercontinental Championship level. But even though that's a fantasy booking scenario, I don't think that they would sign off on it. I'd probably be fighting a, an uphill battle that they wouldn't ever really agree to so if he's at a point in his career where he's already leveled out if you put him in nxt he's a big fish in a small pond and he can work with the younger people and he is somebody that they need to make a trainer like he should be the guy that takes over for like norman smiley or something you know so if he's in nxt he can kind of you know hang around that vibe and get a little used to that and yeah, I agree. It'll be a great trainer for the Nightmare Factory one day. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's let's move some people to NXT that are s- sticking there. Um, Brooks Jensen. You can move the pretty much everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, not not almost anybody though. Um, let's see, Carmelo Hayes. We're gonna keep him here. We're gonna keep uh, Grayson Waller and Duke Dexter Hudson Lewis. and uh, Dexter Loomis, Danny Birch probably. Yeah. They're not going to move him in the only Lorcan, so probably so. Andre Chase. Uh, yeah. We were talking about the idea of keeping Hit Row potentially uh, where they were, so we're going to yeah, keep them. Yeah, if we've got them out there, then we're not moving them. Boa uh, stay. Uh, where's Boa? There he is. Boa. Yeah, Boa's not ready yet. Um, Swerve stays. Swerve Scott stays. Drake stays. Uh, Drake, Gacy. Yeah, Drake, Gacy. I'm gonna hold off on Gargano for a little bit. Um, Why do you? I mean, have, I, mean, uh, I mean, you might as well have him underneath uh, Grand Metal League because he's not staying off. So. Yeah, that, I would. I would sign off on that. Yeah. Let's see. Nash Carter staying. They're tag team champions cool. with Wesley. Yeah. And they should drop those belts because they need to move. Yeah, Von Wagner trick with yeah. These uh, are getting yeah. champion because he's the champion. Yeah. Zion and Zach will go. Zion and Zach we'll Quinn. Samoan Ghost, that's his nickname. Kind of like that. Uh, why do I have Riddick Moss on here? That's not in the right spot. 
Yeah, he's um, on SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, on SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, so... It's where, it's, he's going to go wherever Baron Corbin goes, so... Yeah, let me... Uh, it's in the wrong spot. Um, Raul stay. We're keeping Mendoza. Mendoza! And uh, <laughs> we're uh, Santos Escobar. Yeah. And do I have a? Do I already have him on here? Marking Wild. Yeah. Okay. Icy Jones is going to stay. Only Lorcan is going to stay. I will hold off on Pete Dunn for a moment. Um, Rich uh, Holland cool. is going to stay. Roderick Strong is going to stay. Smojo. It seems they're pretty, stay, yeah. pretty much going to keep him there. I don't think that that's the best course of action, but. We have no idea what the fuck's happening with Sarov. Um, so he might as well just be staying. Well, uh, Jinder said it was a visa issue. No, he, like, he clarified that? Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be Indu share, but he's got a visa issue, so they took Shanky. And so but, whenever he goes, he'll go to wherever they are. And, and for I'm the sake of it, then, I'm going to move him around then. Um, I'm going to... Put it out there as well on the FC side of things. I don't think there's any chance that Kyle O'Reilly moves on to people or something. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would keep him exactly where he is right now because I want him to be NXT champion down the line. And and I would say if you actually intend on using him, you don't move Kashida to people or something. I would agree with that statement. I would fully agree on that too. If I would keep him where he is because of the fact that I know he wouldn't be doing well elsewhere. <laughs> and I think that Kushida's worth keeping on there as far as being somebody who could even win the North American chase. He still has upward momentum that he can do. So it's not like just because he lost a cruiserweight title, he's he's stuck. So these guys, though, these guys are all in question. I think Cameron Grimes needs to move up, and I would move him to Raw. Yeah, I don't think he fits. Well, he needs to go wherever Corbin goes. I would not only do that, but I would move Baron Corbin over to Raw. Well, I mean, Jimmy Riddick Moss over, and I would move Riddick Moss over to Raw as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair. I think um, you've got a built-in feud here with super rich Cameron Grimes against Happy Corbin and whatever. I think will that they, will, will they keep the same gimmick with Cameron Grimes when he comes? They have to. My God, they, they, I mean, they don't. They, they don't, don't I mean, for they a lot of people. Because... Yeah, I would do it though if we're doing oh, a yeah, fantasy thing. Yeah. And I think that Riddick Moss is somebody who realistically he's not going to be doing a whole lot on SmackDown. At least if he's on Raw, he can complete compete on uh main event and get like some wins over there and stuff. Well, These guys could be in the tag team division. They could fight uh Riddle and Orton. It's really a damn shame because I know that he was highly sought after at one point, that Riddick Moss. Uh, bef- uh not that it's a big deal, but we have to keep the mess on Raw just because USA. Mm. Um, yeah, so I might as well just move him. Well, can we move John Morrison over to SmackDown then? Because I know they haven't done that for you, but I would probably just split them like that instead. I would agree with that. I think that Morrison's a bigger deal on SmackDown. You could have Morrison against Reigns one time over. He could be a part of the Intercontinental Championship division scenario. Yeah, I'd move him. Um, Looking back on the NXT side, if Cameron Grimes is on Raw, that means LA Knight should be, if he is going up, he goes to SmackDown. Well, he is a little bit in question. Do you guys think that he should move up or do you think he should stay where he is? Oh, my cares uh, yeah. Oh, my cares hurt. I <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, LA Knight should be on one of the main roster shows. But I also don't know if they will pull that trigger. So I'll play it safe and say, uh, no, they keep him on NXT. I don't think they're going to draft him. 
No, I don't think it's unlikely they'll draft him. But I well, think they did, that they did I have potentially him lose might. on his first night. They did have him lose on his first night. On the on the, like the first night of the new NXT, so maybe they yeah. don't see much. Maybe that maybe that was a sign of like, oh, you lose on your way out type thing. I could see that potentially being the case. Now I mean, we I do per- have. I personally put him on SmackDown out because I'll yeah. be on the same show as Grimes. So I would be totally I, I, cool with that. I think Pete Dunne should move up potentially if they aren't going to just give him the championship. But I think that you can also keep him in NXT and potentially make him the next champion. It's kind of that's that's a tough call. I would love I, I, to move him over to Raw, but I now over the past couple of days I'm thinking more so he might be better off staying. I think like I mean he's someone that should have gotten called up years ago, but. I think in the current dynamics, it's probably best for him to stay in NXT. Yeah, same for Thatcher. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I, I. I don't think Vince would get Timothy Thatcher. I think that he would just be like, so he's a wrestler. Okay, well he can, he can show me some more personality, and then we can do something with him, and then he'd be doing some silly gimmick, and then he would be a jobber. Yeah, at least so, Thatcher okay. in NXT, he can be, you know, somebody who fights with like. Uh, like I don't know, Roderick Strong and, and such and just kind of, you know, have some good matches. Um, so uh, so my assumption is that you've taken these two, Austin Fury and Jordan, and you would move them both together as part of the Y as a tag team. No, you per- wouldn't. Personally, I really do love what they're doing, but I don't think that it's going to continue. And Why? I don't think that they should move up to the roster as a tag team. I don't think that that would work. I think that that's the way only really works in NXT. I would really love to see Johnny Gargano move to SmackDown. I would really love to see him move to Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't see. I mean, we got a few months till his contract is up, but I don't see him leaving at yeah. all. Right. I, yeah. Prediction wise, I don't think he's going no. anywhere. But I, if I could move him, I'd move him over to SmackDown. Oh, if I could move him, I'd move him over to SmackDown. I'd move him over to SmackDown two years ago. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way that is. And I wouldn't move Austin Theory. He's moving. He's the one that's moving. He's moving to... I would probably suggest Monday Night Raw, but he's definitely moving. See, my philosophy is... it's like Prediction-wise, I think he's moving. But I would keep him in NXT so he could be potentially NXT champion next year. He doesn't fit the, mod- the current NXT. Because he's got too much of the stink of the old NXT. And he is a little bit more of what Vince likes. So maybe yeah. maybe well, he well, would be better on Raw. Well, most of the people that are in NXT... Well, most people that they're push, positioning in NXT now are the type of people that Vince likes. That's true. Because, Vince, because it's Vince's show now. Yeah, but Vince is aware of Austin Theory. He competed at WrestleMania. Yeah, but Austin... Yeah, but Austin well, no, he, he doesn't know who Austin Theory is. Even though he booked him on WrestleMania, he doesn't know who Austin Theory is. And um, no, I, th- I think that he's an ideal fit for the current environment of nxt because they booked him as a really stupid jock type character and i think he just played the just played the fuck off of that in nxt and they've already got a stupid jock character of raw in matt riddle so they don't need austin theory on that as well that's true if you move him over to raw he's just gonna be guy yeah you know what i'm gonna sign off on keeping him in nxt again yeah yeah prediction wise he's probably going to raw yeah. but you know if we want to give him the best possible means to succeed NXT. I mean, for, for, for the record, again, 
you don't really the care. care <laughs> the, 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 the record, the care is limited. But it's just, uh, if it was my choice, I wouldn't move Johnny Gargano to a Raw or SmackDown anyway, because I just know that they wouldn't get. Him. They wouldn't do. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy to SmackDown. You guys cool with that? Has his, yeah. he's been saying that, he wants to feud a, with that, Roman. That is the sound of me. That is the sound of me not caring again. So yeah, just to, to, just to really like, establish that thing. Jeff Hardy. Here's what I'll say about Jeff Hardy. You can get a really good one-off main event with Roman, mm-hmm. and he should go wherever Edge goes. And I'm gonna guess Edge stays on SmackDown. I think Edge should potentially stay on SmackDown. Uh, I think that we can pretty much safely say Seth Rollins is going to stay on SmackDown because Becky Lynch is there and you know and that's and you could do whatever you maybe even want to tag these two up for like a special thing it sounds kind of weird but like it might be some scenario where it's like Jeff Hardy is uh, feuding with Roman and then it's like Edge is feuding with Seth and you go okay hey look these two are going to put aside their old differences and they're going to feud against the two former Shield members like that you know you could do some fun shit but Hardy is just, he's not doing anything on Raw if he stays there. And he's perpetually said he really wants to fight Roman Reigns. So I give him a one-off main event like that. Yeah, put him in the Royal Rumble main event should be Jeff Hardy versus Roman Reigns for the universe title. That's kind of Jeff Hardy's like spot. The Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble title match is the worst yeah. spot that you give to someone who's never really yeah. going to win the title. So. Drew McIntyre oh. over to uh, SmackDown. All right, we need to talk about this a little we bit. Need, nope. Because, because there's a big issue on Raw in the fact that Drew McIntyre realistically should. Like, I think last week I would have gone with the idea totally. Only two weeks ago I would have signed off totally on the idea of Drew McIntyre moving to SmackDown. But then the whole Bobby Lashley and Big E thing happened, and you have to move. I think you have to separate Big E and Bobby Lashley, which means you have to separate the New Day and the Hurt business. But you. For the love of God, you can't put Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre on the same brand. So here's what I'm thinking as far as prediction goes and kind of lumping in a little bit of fantasy booking, too, because I don't think I would have gone with this whole idea that Drew McIntyre calls out Big E at the end of Raw this week. I know that it makes sense that, okay, Bobby Lashley was champion and Drew can't get a title shot until after he's not champion anymore. So why wouldn't he go after Big E? But... Prediction-wise, I think we're going to get Big E versus Drew McIntyre on Raw next week. And it's going to be that they don't draft Drew until that happens. Or if they do, it'll be the type of thing where it's like, all right, he's part of the second draft pool. And uh, they, they move him over in the first round or whatever. The match hasn't happened yet, necessarily. Or maybe they even kick off the episode whatever it might be but they can do the whole thing where they go okay well you know what and if drew mcintyre wins he brings the championship over to smackdown oh it's in jeopardy like that kind of thing but i think that you get it out of the way i don't think that you do big e versus drew mcintyre at like crown jewel and you have to wait or something and they probably wouldn't care anyway too they'd probably be like oh yeah title shot anyway but i think that drew versus roman is something you got to do I think, again, like Callum just said, I would have signed off on that, but they seem to want to do this thing. And then there's the issue of if you don't go with Drew and Big E 
for at least a month or two, I'm not seeing any major challenges pop up for Big E. They're in a weird spot right now where it's kind of like, how do you balance this out if you don't have, like, we have some big players over here. You know, we've got Riddle and Orton. We've got uh, you know, Baron Corbin and The Miz. They're not as big players as, like, Roman Reigns, but they're, you could. You've got some really big players here. You could realistically get, <laughs> I mean, look at the way that they've been booking some of these things. You could get Baron Corbin versus Big E on Raw for the championship. That kind of well, deal. Well, trying to instill the care in Callum, not, you know, yeah. whatever's left. But you're talk. also like, you, like, you don't have a whole lot of heels that can fight Big E. You don't have well, a whole then, lot of baby faces that can fight Roman. Well, you you turn Drew McIntyre heel. That's what you guys are thinking, Warsaw? I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that that's what you should do, because Drew McIntyre is stale as hell as a baby face. Yeah, I'd say you turn him heel when you have him go against Big E. For a couple months, and then when Royal Rumble rolls around, it can be. I mean, I mean that, that's what I would do. In all honesty, I think they they will turn Drew McIntyre heel against Big E, and they'll have Drew McIntyre beaten for the championship. Because I I think Big E is a transitional champion. Hmm. In their eyes. So. I remember when I said that thing, Tony, about the thing, whereas like, <laughs> wait till you see how it plays out before getting all happy. Callum's got a point. So, um, Jen, just like to go down this rabbit hole prediction-wise, you're thinking Drew turns, beats Big E. Who do you think that they have in mind for Drew against uh, for WrestleMania? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what's going to go like like that far ahead because they don't have a plan for it. And frankly, there's nobody on this roster that's good enough to fight i think there's realistically there's like three names that are good enough to fight for any world championship they're in a weird spot so it's like i don't know that i mean realistically drew mcintyre beats Big E for the title of raw rumble and then he fights Big E for the title at wrestlemania oh god i hope that's not the case (laughs) i mean if not then drew mcintyre fights damian priest for the title of wrestlemania i mean matt riddle matt riddle could be built up as a baby face to take him on and then realistically you know they got rid of some of the guys that could be taken seriously, but don't have a Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman who could have been world title contenders on Raw. Um, I would say that I think Drew's moving, but if they don't, then I've already mentioned I would do the Big E, Kofi, Xavier, Triple Threat just because at Mania. And if Big E's not championed by Mania, then... Brock Lesnar gets his one back on Drew McIntyre because I think Brock Lesnar's going over. I think Brock Lesnar's going to Raw. Hmm. Is that what you would do with him? Oh no, no. What I would, what I would do with all of this is I would not have had Drew McIntyre call out Big E. Right. I would have had him go over to SmackDown and just start fresh over there because he's said ad nauseum that he wants fresh matches and he's done everything he can do with the raw roster. So then if we go fantasy booking, mm. I would say you, you keep drew babyface, You move him over to SmackDown. You just keep it easy. Cause you got reigns. You got like, uh, you could do drew against edge. I mean, well, damn it. That's a different story. Um, then again, that is just that's Drew the one that. match though. You don't really have anything else. Yeah, no, you, you, got, got, you need to get some heels. Uh, the Drew and Seth thing is like mm. 
Uh, it's a match they haven't done in front of people. Hmm. I mean, more than anything, they need to just fucking get some more people, <laughs> you know, because we're build some stars. Yeah, they really do. Um, I mean, I mean, if we if we are going with the idea of Drew McIntyre moving to SmackDown, then that means the her business has to stay on Raw. I think that they not only are going to, but I think that they probably should, and we're probably going to see them fight. Yeah, those three for a little while. Yeah, I wouldn't have run through the cage match and all that stuff because that could have been great pay per view. That could have been a great pay per view match at Extreme Rules. Well, that's the the thing. It's like um, they're actually producing somewhat decent TV now, but they're doing it because they're hot shot in everything they can really do at this point. And then we'll find out in like maybe even a month's time that oh, that was all they had. By the end of Survivor Series, we'll be like, what are we doing? I don't know. All right. But we'll see. I mean, so keep the head of this over there. Let's carry across. We're going to keep on Raw because we've already put Scarlet on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so um, I would be like with the Keith Lee thing. I mean, we moved uh, Mia Yim over there. He, he needs to stay on Raw. I think that they're going to make the mistake of turning him heel and they're going to have him as one of the people that Big E can fight in the future. I, mean, it's, I think it's not that's mis- fine. It's, I mean, it's not a mistake at this point. They've already made the mistakes with him, so like turning him heel is actually, a, is actually a good move because WWE knows how to book heels pretty well. So that's probably his, his best hope right now is he turns heel. Um... I'd say, uh, I'd say it's probably the right time to move AJ and Omos over to SmackDown. I don't know. AJ's one of the only heels that Biggie can fight if they're going to keep the belt on him. Do you do Biggie. that, or do you potentially turn AJ babyface and have him against Roman? Either way. I think, could, I think you could slow build to AJ being a babyface, and that's when Omos turns on him. AJ Styles is... One of the handful of guys that Callum mentioned earlier that could realistically fight for a world championship. So either way, you no, can't wasn't. really. Yeah. You know, you don't think AJ Styles is world championship caliber? Not anymore. They've they've buried him in the tag team thing now. So it's like you, you can build him back up to that, but at the moment he's not world championship material. Oh, well, I guess that's fair. You're saying in the moment. Yeah. I moved uh, Titus over. He's staying on Raw. Just <laughs> yeah. um, uh, maybe let's hold off on AJ then. Let's yeah. talk about some of it. Ricochet's got to go to SmackDown. Does he? Yeah, he cares. So like, <laughs> you said he has to go to SmackDown. It's like and do what? They won't do anything with him. <laughs> They're probably not going to do anything with him. But at the very least, if he goes over there, he might be a bigger fish kind of deal. I don't think what? he's staying in the company anyway. Yeah. Bigger fish. Let's put him on the brand with Roman fucking reigns on it. He's definitely gonna be a bigger fish now. <laughs> Poor guy already lost whatever he had when they had him lose to Brock Lesnar last year in like two minutes. He couldn't even beat Reggie this week. I'd I'd say definitively Sheamus needs to move to SmackDown just to get him away from Damian Priest. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Oop. Ah. I know, Jeff, I know we've moved Jeff Hardy there, and that's really a like, dangerous recipe. But like, we need to. Need to mix them up a little bit. 
it is kind of your if we were potentially moving that over but, like but that, you got to drew also, yeah. you got to jeff yeah. you know that's, that's also that's also the the just adding to the fact saying like these people just fight each other all the time anyway so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where they end up going so um what about the gender crew i think they stay they uh... I'd probably just keep yeah. them. Gender yeah. is one of those heels biggie can fight when he wins King of the Ring. If we've um, if we want to go with our fantasy booking idea of like we've got Selena Vega on SmackDown, so Gaza and Korea should go to SmackDown. Um, I do think that they make sense as potential challengers for the Raw Tag Team titles with these two, but I don't think that they're going to be the ones that beat them. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go with like the her business. My beat them for yeah. it or you know well i, I think there's there's or Corbin and moss putting, yeah i think there's scope of them putting maybe i think one of mason t-bar and mansoor and ali needs to go either side i mean mason t-bar will be on smackdown because they're like bigger people and they haven't really had a feud with the viking raiders yet they just need to do something with mason t-bar who for some reason are the only ones that have kept their retribution names um I would put them over on SmackDown. To be fair, we don't know what other people have called their retribution names because none of them have been on TV other than those two. Well, well, let's uh, we... let, let's look at the SmackDown okay. thing. We've been ignoring them for the most part because right. right. that's going to fill up some things. We might be like, oh, you know what? Maybe everybody needs to stay or something. I don't know. Okay. Dominic and Ray need to stay in the same spot. Yeah, like I they they, they just, have to be I together. Think, I think they should Keep just stay on SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We're gonna if we move um, Bianca over, we're moving Street Profits over. Yeah, uh, we're keeping these two on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. fully agreed. Um, we keeping. I, I wouldn't necessarily keep these two together, but at the same time, what the fuck they else are they gonna do? You know, they don't care. Which is just it's such a shame because they're both better than that. But like, they really just do not care. So unless you can inject some kind of Suddenly, people give a shit. You might as well keep them as a tag team, and I think I'd move them over, just because. Why the fuck not? You got to move some people. So Raw's looking a little stacked, and I'm not about to help this out with what I say. But I'm seeing a lot of moves here that I can see happening, just for the sake of oh, this is a big deal, even though it's not. Like I see Apollo and Commander Aziz going over to Raw, and they'll be like, oh wow, Apollo's here now, and you'll. He won't do much of anything over there, but I see him going to Raw. I see Cesaro going to Raw. I think Cesaro might too. I wouldn't move him there, I don't think, but I think that they might. Prediction wise, I think that he might. Yeah, that it's a big move. I would move Sami Zayn over the Raw. I like where he is, but at the no, end, I, yeah, I'm I'm happy with him on SmackDown. Two votes to keep him on SmackDown, then? Yeah. All right, we'll keep I mean, him on there. I'd keep Kevin Owens on SmackDown, because realistically, it doesn't matter. He's going to go at the end of the He's year. He's going to leave in January, yeah. so yeah, you might as well keep him there. Maybe there's a chance you can get an edge in Kevin Owens' match going ahead of time. Um, Why'd they want to do something good before he leaves? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I think Gable and Otis should stay on SmackDown as well. Yeah, you know, I think that they, they might as well. You can have them against the Vikings. Supplemental draft, and it's going to be like, oh wow, Otis and Gable are on Raw now. Yeah, 
And eventually, if you want to turn them baby face, they can fight the Usos. That'd be good. I'd be, yeah. I, think, I do I think, think maybe it's at this point, it's, it might be worth it to move Mason T bar yeah. over there. And then Mansoor and Ali can stay on Raw. Stay on Raw, yeah. I think uh, I think Rob's right in Apollo and Commander as he's going to Raw. I'd probably that, do that as well, just to, just for the sake of doing it. Is that prediction-wise or fantasy? Do you guys would think? No, that's prediction. I don't really care where they go fantasy-wise. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Prediction-wise, they go to Raw. Fantasy-wise, really don't fucking care. So, like... I mean, we, we move... Uh, we start calling him Bapatinde again because he's big. I think, I, th- I think that I would be open to the idea of moving them over to Raw, if not just because we can get Apollo versus Damian Priest. It's something new. Uh, yeah, we can get... join the Hurt Business. <laughs> I don't think I would do that. Uh, we could do like, realistically speaking, these two can fight Riddle and Orton for the tag titles. It wouldn't be like the best thing in the world, but you know, it's something. You mean um, fight an athletic guy and a big guy, just like they've been doing with the AJ Styles and Omos? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I'd, I think. He- Finn Balor should stay on SmackDown. Yeah, he's, 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 he's only just been back. Yeah, so I think he should stay. Fantasy booking, I say stay, but I think he might move. And let's put, put Cesaro on Raw as well, just as the final one there, because I just feel like you don't want to keep him. On, you don't want to have him on the same brand as Sheamus, just for the sake of. But I know they might do like a nostalgia match or something like that. But and and realistically, there's most of the people that are like top names on SmackDown. He's had matches and feuds with recently, anyway. So yeah, I mean. You got Roman, the Reigns thing. They're Seth, not going to go yeah. back to the, can't go back to Seth. baby face stuff. Something. Can't do the Seth stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you might as well just switch yeah. them over. And then most of these people would end up going on SmackDown just based on numbers wise. Yeah. Elias. He's fine going there. Lindsay. Well didn't, he, didn't he die? <laughs> he, he, he died and then disappeared and then came back and then, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Lindsay. Uh, well, I mean, he, He'd be a twenty four seven job, wouldn't he? But like, why? Yeah, that's doesn't matter. Raw, the nonsense. You move him over there for a number. I mean, I mean, or you Raw's keep him on here people. for numbers. I mean, Raw's gonna have more people anyway, so that's true. So I must keep him on there. Jackson Riker. Raw, just to make sure he's not in, main event, in, not near Elias. Yeah. And then move these two over to SmackDown. I would do that personally. Yeah. I think. I think it, it might seem he a leaves. little heavy, but I feel like. I feel like there's enough on SmackDown. And at the end of the day, no one's beating Roman Reigns to the title anytime soon. So, so where would you put Davy Boy? I mean, if this is the way that we're doing this, I'd put him on SmackDown just because they need another person. I mean, need Japan well. Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um. Yeah. Just just put him on SmackDown. It's like, where is he living? Do you know? Florida. He is in yeah, Florida. I imagine so. Okay, so then it's not a matter of him being like, okay, well, he should be in NXT UK for that kind of scenario. Plus, they already had Walter lose. So, yeah, I'd go I'd go SmackDown. Yeah. I think him uh, versus Roman would be a good match. Yeah. And, I, and I, re- I realistically think that you shouldn't draft Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I think that you need to keep him free agent. I think I think you should sometimes like even pose the idea of like drafting Lesnar, and Lesnar should come out and say, no, I'm not getting drafted. Yeah. Just walk away. <laughs> Now, better than that, instead of walking away, he uh, brings back the boombox and like shuffles away. 
Well, I, yeah, I, I do something <laughs> where like you hand him either the SmackDown or Raw contract, and he just tears he tears the Raw one up in someone's face, and then like SmackDown gets super excited, and then you tear the SmackDown one in front of their face and just walk out and just like <laughs> I'll Somebody go hits with, him I'll in NXT one, and, and he's just like no, <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll go where I want to go type thing. Mm-hmm. I like that idea, and that realistically, that's probably what they do. So then it's if we were debating about these things, this is how the rosters would look. This is not our prediction, you know, looking on the screen, because we tossed out our predictions. Like we think that certain people are staying, we think that certain people are going. Like I will say, like, I don't think that they're moving Cameron Grimes up, but I would for sure, because I don't think that he's gonna do anything in NXT at this point. Um I think that they are going to be moving like Probably they're moving Drew over to SmackDown. Probably they're going to officially make it that Drake Maverick is on Raw. Like, you know, the the certain prediction things kind of just are the way that they are. And here's a prediction as well. The same thing that happens every year. They are going to not plan this out. (laughs) And within like three weeks, we're going to be like, well, now what do we do? And they're going to have to scramble by the time okay. that the uh, the Royal Rumble comes around, and we're going to get at least like one or two people brought up, and they're going to get some people that mix around, and we're going to get some brand to brand invitational bullshit to move stuff back around. And once we get to that stretch leading into WrestleMania, it's going to be like, well, there's nobody that we can do with whatever. But everybody's going to go, yeah, but just wait until after Mania. Like I, I think that we're going to be in that position again. Okay, here's a fun prediction that I want to end this on. Who do you think this year will be the one that they move a bunch of times and claim? Uh, what was the thing they claimed last year? Where it was, it was like, like a it was a trade between yeah, the two or something. Right. Like, who do you think would be the person that they <clears throat> are indecisive about and move a bunch of times? Hmm. Hmm. It's usually not a huge name. So, like, it wouldn't be like Bobby Lashley moves back and forth. Dolph. Yeah. Dolph. Yeah, Dolph you know, Dolph makes a lot of sense with that. That could definitely be the case. Uh, if not Dolph, maybe somebody on the women's side, maybe like a Dana Brooke. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think they care more about Dolph. I can see Dolph moving back and forth, but I definitely see it being like, oh, well, they decided to make a trade, and then like three months it'll be like, hey, remember that trade? And Dolph yeah. Ziggler's on SmackDown again. It Shut wouldn't up. shock me if like Gable and Otis moved over to Raw down the line, where it's just like they just attack a tag team. Oh, look at this! Now the Gable and Otis are on Raw. That kind of thing. Yeah, Dolph is probably one of those guys that they would do that with. Just, uh, he's on Raw this week. <laughs> you know, what kind of deal. Maybe if they don't move Jackson Riker, maybe they do decide at one point to just move him over. Here's something that it's, it's not worth a whole big discussion, but like, SmackDown's on Fox. You think yeah. that Jackson Riker makes more sense on there? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? 
It's yeah, kind of I mean, silly, but it's like you know. They're... I mean, they could they draft him on the um like one of their like news programs instead? Tucker Carlson draft him? <laughs> like what's, what's happening here? Just generally speaking, though, I mean, he is a a former uh marine, I think. Yeah, I he's at some kind of military. I think he's a marine. I think he might have been um. He's not a sniper or anything, was he? I don't know. Point being, he was in the military. He, of course, has been very Republican with his opinions and stuff. Fox is notoriously a conservative network. Maybe they would be like, hey, can we got that Jackson Riker guy? It might be something. It's kind of silly, but... It's very silly, but at the same time, it's not like... Jackson Riker would make the biggest splash on Raw. So if that was to be a case, that's a sure. Like, you know? I'd go so far as to say, you know what? I If I were in their shoes, I would be like, hey, look, we're going to give you this Jackson Riker guy. He's somebody that we can build the future to, whatever. Because they kind of seem like they want to shut up uh, Fox a little bit. They're very much more invested in USA. It's just they're well, tied I, much to them with Peacock and everything. But it seems like it's kind of like, okay, well, this is good enough for Fox kind of deal. And maybe they reposition it like that. Maybe they go like, look, you got this big strapping young guy that can he can go somewhere. And he's, you know, I'd move him. <laughs> I would try to sell it like that if I was the There's case. something funny to me to think that Fox Entertainment and Fox Sports would be so intrinsically tied to the <laughs> to the Republican nature of it that they're like, yeah, this is what we want. We just get this but, like, you know, somebody throws a cowboy hat up in the air and they're like, yeah, okay, okay. gunshots fly everywhere. All that. We got Gunner. <laughs> and they're like, realistically, and, and it sucks. But there's so little on this draft that will actually carry any weight one way or the other. Because quite frankly, I bet they're looking at Big E and saying, that was our big move. Big E's on Raw now. Big E's champion now. New Day is back now. That's a huge draft move in and of itself. So, so little of this is going to actually carry any weight. And they're just in a position right now where they don't have enough big stars to really have the most fun with this that they could because they got rid of like a third of the roster over the past year. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, if you would have added a, a lot more people, you know, just looking at this list of the people that had been released, like if we could have gotten Adam Cole moves up to Raw or SmackDown, that would have been a big deal. If we would have had a Aleister Black moving, that would have made sense. Andrade, Andrade. an upper mid Carter at the very least with that kind of stuff. And down the list, I mean, Bronson Reed seemed like he was a guarantee to come up to the main roster. Christian, like if they would have been ready to sign him for that, like that would have been Daniel Bryan, same deal. Obviously they didn't do anything with somebody like a Kalisto, but they could have if they wanted to. Mojo yeah. Raleigh, the only thing that we know is that he's down for my idea uh, <laughs> that I had tweeted out or that we were talking about um, for the whole thing with uh, American Gladiators. Like, uh, He's hype. He's down for it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, just... Uh, it's, a, it's a different time, and hopefully... And I know I'm already skipping 
to basically 2023. <laughs> but hopefully by the time we hit 2023, we'll be in a place where they know what they're doing and they've, you know, leveled everything out. But right now, everything we've done with these rosters shows the deficit in depth and in star power that just didn't exist a few months ago. Yeah. So I'm hoping, prediction-wise, that they do their uh, diligence. They sit down with a spreadsheet, like what we're doing. They talk about, we want to push this guy to a match with Roman Reigns. We want to push this guy as a thing. We want to take Cesaro, and we want to do this. Anything that they want to do. I want them to actually think ahead and to plan out what they're doing star power they can you know what i mean like hopefully now it's making it easier to where it's like okay i want cesaro on raw and he's gonna fight big e at the royal rumble for the wwe championship i want you know davy boy on smackdown he's gonna fight roman reigns like hopefully the lack of people makes it easier and it's not a matter of them going well we just don't care about anything anymore yeah because it seems like that's the case. Look at Extreme Rules. They were like, well, just fucking announce one Extreme Rules match and it's good enough. Shut up. And then they literally... I'm, I'm sorry. Look. yes, We'll get into a little bit on the hot tags. But, uh, but yeah. Like, they, the next fucking they night they did with no DQ match. Said, Here's two no D- Here's a no DQ match and a cage match. Right. It's like, wait. There's what? a rant coming on the hot tags about this. So <laughs> I hope that there's not a rant coming with the draft. But... There will be. We will address the first round of the draft on the hot tags to a certain extent, because that'll already have been done. Isn't it kind of weird that it's already happening this Friday? It doesn't feel like it to me. And then we will, once the draft is completely over with the supplemental picks and with the Monday Night Raw side of things and everything, next week we will get into the opposite of what we did here which will be actually breaking down what happened during the draft and talking about the future feuds that we're interested in, the big moves that we didn't see coming, the big moves that we thought were guarantees and they didn't do, and oh my God, they're crazy, <laughs> that kind of deal. You know, whatever it might be. That's the game plan is next week, a review of the draft. And um, cross our fingers that it's going to be in a good one because we really, really need this roster to be shaken up in a good way. That's for sure. Yeah, and either way, even with a draft like this, drafts are exciting because at least you know something is going to happen on the television show, and it's going to matter. Even if it only matters for the next two months, it matters. And, like, that is the bar right now. And we will also be able to gauge next week if Callum's level of giving a shit <laughs> ended up bumping up in any capacity. I, I'm going to guess it goes down even further. <laughs> What's your prediction for it, Callum? You think you're going to end up being a little bit more excited or you're going to be like, uh, well, I care even less. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's hard to care enough to even give an answer to that question, actually. So, uh, <laughs> so um, I don't know. I, I assume it will get like somewhat intrigued by what happens, but then the realization will slowly set in that even no matter how much they shake the rosters up within three months' time, they'll have gone through every match they want to go through and it will just be... I imagine that at least at, le- at least once or in a couple of uh, a couple of uh, circumstances, they're going to 
one of the matches that they get set up from the draft and whatever happens here will be run until the Royal Rumble. So it's like I can I can just see no matter how much oh we could have like Cesaro feuding for moving on to Raw maybe he could get into a feud or something. Realistically, they're going to have the same person challenging for the WWE Championship on three straight pay per views every single like in, in a cycle until WrestleMania. And then the cycle starts over again. So, so yeah, I don't get excited about this stuff because I know even in the instance of things changing, the the old patterns will soon establish themselves again. So, all right, final final <laughs> prediction: How many times between this time, this recording, and next week's recording, do you think they say the words for the first time ever? Six. Yeah, I'm thinking at least five. I think um, that we'll get, uh, you know, a Biggie versus. Uh, well, no, actually, they're very that being one of them uh, for the first time ever, a triple threat match between Bianca Belair, <laughs> Sasha Banks, yeah. and Becky Lynch. Yep. You know. Yeah, I don't know if it's the first time ever that the SmackDown Women's titles on the line during the draft. That'd be like probably pull that off. I do think that there's a chance that they say SmackDown gets the first draft pick for the first time just ever. to be able to say that Roman Reigns was like that. And literally, if they do that, they're going to say Roman Reigns <laughs> bullied the system to be the first dra- uh, draft pick. And for the first time ever, SmackDown is going to get the first pick. Like, I literally would. They can't help themselves. It's kind of like whenever you say that, uh, somebody's total package and I'm like, Lex Luger, like, it's kind of like you can't help it, you know? That could be an interesting way of doing it, though. Even just then, thinking about it, it could be a whole like Roman said, you know, I talked to somebody, I got Paul Heyman to talk to somebody, whatever, and uh, SmackDown gets the first pick, and you know, whatever. It kind of spoils it, but you know, I don't know. We're gonna find yeah. out uh, on on this. It would make more sense for the guy that says acknowledge me to be the first one, but either way, I hope it's fun. Yeah, I hope that we end up with a lot of good discussion to talk about that's not in the, oh my god, how is there eight people on SmackDown, (laughs) and those eight people are all heels, and they've all feuded with each other (laughs) a hundred times like we've had in the past with some other things where it's just like, you just completely got rid of everybody on SmackDown, you put everybody on Raw, and now there's no room for anybody to do anything on Raw because there's too many people and there's nothing to do on SmackDown. They do it every year. So I'm expecting next Wednesday or probably we'll do this next Tuesday. I don't know for sure. Um, whatever the case it may be, it'll probably be something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Drop your comments below. Tell us your thoughts. What do you think is going to happen? Who would you move? Where do you agree or disagree with any of these things that we were talking about? And uh, why are you excited for when we talk about the hot tags? Because at the very least, we're going to talk about the first little bit of that in the hot tags. I'm all set for this. Any other last things you guys think of uh, that we should do? Nah. Just uh, like I said, I hope it's a good one. 
All right. Well, then, like, let's uh, uh, kind of wrap things up a little bit with the rest of our plugs. I mentioned this at the very, very beginning of that. But if you go to fanboysanonymous.com, you can check out some of the things that are happening over there, like the Review to a Kill series about the James Bond franchise, which uh, it's not a, an official thing of a Review to a Kill of that part of that series. But I did post a thing yesterday or the day before or whatever of my predicting the plot for No Time to Die, which is my final prediction of here's what I think is going to happen in the movie. So if you're interested, check that out. Down the line next week or so, we are going to be able to watch that movie and then give our final review and switch over some stuff on there. And we've also got, of course, more things coming your way on Smart Out Moment. We've got the Champs Giving Tournament, which I will show up on the screen right now. We are on round one at this moment, but that is going to end on Friday. So before you are hearing the hot tags, it'll switch over to a different thing there. So if you click on this, you will see that these are the matches in round one. I've already voted on who I think the best King of the Ring is out of these matches. I'm not going to spoil a whole lot, but Owen Hart beat out Baron Corbin for me at the very least. <laughs> What's upsetting? No, I just like, I just don't know why Mabel's not on this list. Mabel did not make the qualifying round. I don't know why. <laughs> just, you know, my God. Disappointing. But that is there for you to vote on. And, of course, there's plenty of other kinds of uh, post results stuff and some review stuff. And who knows what else is going to happen. So if you just stay tuned to smartcatmama.com, you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you check out what's happening on the website and the YouTube channel and all the other kind of avenues, then you will keep up to date on that. You can follow me at Tony Mango all over the place, and you can follow Rob at Dude Felice. Yeah, you can, and no matter what happens with the draft, you should stick with Fightful Select for your news, because I'm sure Sean Ross will have several scoops about everything going on, and I'm sure Fightful will have wall-to-wall coverage of the WWE draft, as will SmartCatMoment.com. But if you want to check out more fun stuff from back in the era where they first did the draft, you should check out our retro podcast in the archives. Right, Cal? Yep, you can check out both 2001 Arresting Odyssey and the Paul Heyman Smackdown podcast. Uh, both, uh, well, sandwiched in between both of those is the uh, first WWE draft back in 2002. But there's plenty of like interesting times with me and Rob talking about all the stuff that was happening back then. So they used to actually check give out- reasons for trades. You know, remember that, Cal? Mm. So you had uh, the uh, timeless content there to check all out to make you really wonder about where all those big names once went. And <laughs> other than that, you can check out, as I say, the stuff on smilecamera.com, including the power rankings, uh, my week-to-week contribution, and you can follow me on Twitter at wigmeisterfaulting. Alrighty, everybody, and you should stay tuned for something that we recorded yesterday that is going to be posted on, I'm pretty sure, November 3rd. You should see it on your screen right now as like a premiere thing, but we did the first of a six-part series of an all-time roster, and it fundamentally is one of the best things that we've done on here. So I'm hyping it up because it was that much fun. It's that good. You've got that coming your way next month and plenty of other things that are going to spin out of that too. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting the hype train started early because it it's worth it. And we're going to be recording some other things. So you will see over the course of the next few weeks, a couple more premiere things up on there that 
won't be unlocked until you know the premiere actually happens but that's uh that's all fun and good and over the course of the next few weeks we also have a couple things that are going to be happening those particular weeks like uh we're going to have another mailbag and we're going to be getting into some stuff about crown jewel so stay tuned for that stay tuned for everything else we will see you next time everybody though that's it for this episode this has been another smart out moment and we're being counted out Thank <laughs> you.